between my legs, between my legs, go. The squirrel was like running between the legs and then try and flip the squirrel. Somatic sexologist Morgan Penn is back with Hayley Sproul for a new season of Sex.Life. So more and more little pets started appearing and some horses for the pony play. Sex.Life, a new episode every Wednesday. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to Wild Secrets. The ACC's Daily Agenda Podcast, powered by Musashi. Good morning and welcome into a Friday edition of the Daily Agenda powered by Musashi, whose range of uh, protein bars, energy drinks, protein cookies, powders and supplements can help you reach your fitness goals. Um, I achieved one of my fitness goals yesterday, as did uh, my guest today, Jeremy Wells. Uh, Jerry, we played in the Chasing the Fox uh, tournament yesterday, didn't we? We did indeed, Manaya Stewart. Um, the Royal Auckland and Grange, what a flash course that is. It seems like there's about seven courses in one. Yeah. Because it used to be Middlemore. And it used to be the Grange. Right. And then there was Tamaki. And now they've put them all together. They've changed the holes around. Because Middlemore back in the day used to be, a re- she was a high-level operation. Yeah, beautiful, really? Beautiful course. But quite the elite mm. clientele. Yeah. As was the Grange, but probably not quite as elite. But mm. then they've mixed them all together. It was 27-hole course. And I've got to say, the Greens, what an immaculate course that was. And a good vibe from the people of the Royal Auckland Golf Club. Yeah, it was. It was a great vibe out there. Um, we briefly caught up with Ryan Fox. He came over to the caravan at one point, And someone asked him, actually, Mash asked him, if the Greens that we were playing on, like, what, how do they stack up against the PGA Tour? And he's like, this is about bang on. Like, really? This is, this is more or less what the Greens that... Um, on the PGA Tour look like. Their tee boxes at that golf course are nicer than most of the greens I've played on. I know, they were beautiful tee boxes. It's an immaculate course. But the pin position, the greenkeeper had put the pin in the... It was a three-ball Ambrose, so it makes sense. But the pin position, some of them were on slightly sloping downhill bits right in the corner of the green with some bunkers under... I mean... It was a. It was hard to keep the ball on the green. It was brutal. It was like honestly, you wanted to. As soon as it hit the green, you wanted to chase your ball and mark it before it started rolling off the back of the green. Yeah, yeah totally. It got out of control. Um, how did Team Hodaki go? So it was you, Mash, and um, Jess the Pest. That's right. And uh, how did you get on out there? Well, look, we had a good time, and I. But <laughs> let's just say we didn't start well because I believe I was party to the first ever triple bogey. And an Ambrose team. Yeah. I've never been part of a a bogey, I think, is quite (laughs) difficult to obtain. We obtained a triple bogey on the first hole. That tells me there's some awful shot making going on, that some of the shots you were having to pick as your best ball would have been unsatisfactory. And the upsetting thing was we we started, Jesse and I both hit our, we lost balls on our first shot. (laughs) And Mash, uh, the canary in the cage they call him, um, he he ended up putting it in a great position. So we actually, our, our second shot into a par four, was actually in a great position. But then all three of us put it out of bounds on our uh, second shot. And then my my shot, which we ended up using, my second shot, um, was went, it, it looked good, and then it rolled off the green and yeah. into a bunker, and then we had to get out of a bunker, and then we two putted. So it was like, you know. Yeah, it was ridiculous. So we checked, we actually made quite a swift escape after we'd finished our tournament, the ACC team. We just gapped it. But I checked the um, standings this morning. And because they adjust it for your handicap. Yeah. And Team ACC actually came and tied for first. And then when they they separated us out by what you actually scored, so we came third. Um, but 
but we scored the same as the two teams above us. So wow. Team ACC. And we were accused, um, uh, Mike King was the uh, MC, Master of Ceremonies. He accused us of cheating. And my retort to that would be, if we were going to cheat, we'd hand in a better scorecard than even, because yes. <laughs> that's what we finished with. Yes. Well, even. who were the stars of your team? Because uh, you had Mike McClung, yes. ACC head G Lane, and of course you, Manai Stewart. Yes, um, I didn't have... Uh, I don't think we we only used one of my drives and it was on a par three, so it wasn't even a drive. Two of mine went into the bush. I felt bad because the there were um, marshals at, e- at each hole and they would explain to you how the hole works. So if you're gonna go over the hill, go to the left. If you think you can carry that bunker, try that. Otherwise, go this way. And she stood there and explained to me for ten minutes how to play this hole. And then I sliced it immediately into the bush right next to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, thank yeah. you for all that. Um, no, nah, just consistency. I will say G Lane's in good form at the moment. He is in good form, G Lane. He's been playing yeah. a lot of golf. Yeah. yeah, he has been. On some quite flash golf courses as well. Yeah. Um, so I would say he was the hero. He had a couple of absolute cracking um, drives. Uh, McClung was draining a couple of putts. I feel like the approach was sort of my my contribution to okay. the game, sort yeah. of the mid-range. It's oh, so you guys were, were working well as a unit. We were, yeah. We each had our, our strengths to, not to, I mean, you know what? I was going to say not to brag, but I'm going to brag here. The team directly behind us, uh, Will Jordan, David Havili, and Cam Royguard. Yeah, they actually shot one lower than us, but they've got better um, handicaps. Okay, about six places back from that, Phil Tatorangi. Oh wow! I have beaten Phil Tatorangi in a golf tournament. I wow. can say that now. Wow! Yes, I mean he won the uh, the amateur championship, mm. the Eisenhower Trophy. Yeah, he's a uh, he's a professional golfer of note, yes. uh, course designer in his own right, yeah. and um, not as good a golfer as I am. Wow. Apparently. No, that is a that is a. I mean, this a, to be honest, the, the format was amazing. Yeah, there was a good vibe around, as we said, but I th- I think having the three ball Ambrose is such a great way of doing it, and you've got six people per hole. Yeah, uh, two teams, and um and it, there was no and six holes was good too because it's six not holes. it's not too long. That's key, I reckon, because yeah. so often, especially this time of year, you're back home, you're catching up with mates you haven't seen since last year. You'll want to go out for a round of golf. You bite off too much. You know, yeah. not even nine holes can be quite long on yep. a windy, sunny day. Six yep. holes is perfect. No, six holes is a good amount, and and just because every hole is an interesting hole too. There, there, there was a mix of par three, par four, and par fives. Yeah, they did a. a that's a really good event. And then Ryan Fox comes through at the end and tries yes. to beat all all of the Ambrose teams. Yes, and I think it was we were talking to him before, and he said that two under would probably do it. Like he he reckoned if you could get two under, you'd probably beat him, um, just because of how windy it was and and how the course was looking. Um, and in the end, the Warriors did beat him. The Warriors team uh, managed to chase down the Fox, and I think they beat him by about three strokes in the end. Wow. They were playing some really good golf. Yeah, well, to be fair, those guys don't do anything other than play golf. That's right. They train a little bit for rugby league every now and then, yep. but they mainly play golf. Yep. And even even more so than that, the cricket players are essentially professional golfers who yep. every now and then have to go and play a game of cricket. Yeah. But they would play, on average, I would say more golf in a week than they play cricket. And they are incredibly talented. Like you watch a golfer stand up there, they all of them are absolutely um, incredible. But yeah, apparently, Sean Johnson, Wade Egan, and Owen Gutenbill uh, managed to chase down the fox and beat him quite handily, which I think is a huge omen for the Warriors this season. Yeah, they're gelling as a team uh, early doors, and they've got uh, Roger coming back. Yeah, I saw him last night on the news, and there's something about that guy. Yeah, hot dude, man. Yeah, great, great skin. Great skin. Great skin. That's important to call out. Has he ever had a zit? I don't, not that I've seen. I, I would like to... I'd, I haven't interviewed Roger Tovasashik before, but I want to ask him when... Oh, the first question I... I mean, there are a couple of 
key interviews that I want to have in my life. One mm. is with David Bain. I want to ask him why he thinks his father decided that he was the only one to, that deserved to live. Mm -hmm. You know, like he wrote on the yep. in the computer there. And then the other interview that I want to interview Roger Tuivasa, Roger Tuivasa Sheik, and I want to ask him whether or not he's had a zit. Those are the two biggest interviews that I want to do this year. They're important questions. Yeah. Um, I don't reckon he has. No, and, but not dry skin by any stretch of the imagination either. Just no. not oily, just a perfect complexion. No, and I, I don't even think he's ever had a blackhead. No, certainly not. Doesn't doesn't look like it, and just all over as well. Mm. I would I would like to know what his skincare regime is. Yeah, do you reckon it's natural, or do you reckon he puts a bit of bit of work into that? I would like to know this. And I, I he just looks like the kind of guy that's just genetically got brilliantly amazing skin. And he does. I think those people often take it for granted. They do, um, and we take him for granted. So I'm very grateful to see him. All right, let's talk about some actual sport that's going on. At the moment. <laughs> Uh, our summer of cricket starts this very Sunday, and of course, in traditional Black Caps fashion, we are sending a subcontinental team to Dunedin. Yeah, well, thank God for that. <laughs> for a while there, they stopped doing that for yeah. some reason, and um, that was always the way back in the day. I've got a cricket video at home. It's called Richard Hadley, the New Zealand Story, and of, it goes through Richard, all of Richard Hadley's wickets in New Zealand from 1975. And what I realised when I was growing up, because I've watched this video, I'm going to say, I'll say a thousand, maybe two thousand times, yeah. I, I know it off by heart. He always, in those days, back in the 1970s and 1980s, we always sent touring teams for the first test, was always at Carisbrook. Yeah. And, and uh, we were a formidable unit in the 1970s and 1980s. In fact, we didn't, we didn't lose a test series in New Zealand for 10 years. And a big part of that was getting subcontinent teams, and, and because the most people, most people other than England, play cricket in much warmer conditions than mm. us, and chucking them in Dunedin, and you'd see them with three jerseys on. Yeah, they'd never even worn a jersey in their life, let alone three. And it's very hard to bowl in three. Oh jerseys. yeah, it's very bulky. And uh, so it's just good to see New Zealand cricket returning to the good old days, and it's totally worked. Unfortunately, I've had a look at the weather. Mm. And it's a little bit up and down. I think it's 22 degrees, 21 degrees today. I think it's 16 tomorrow. That's more in my type of yeah. zone for Dunedin. I think come Sunday, I think it's back down into the teens again, which is good. Yes, I had a look as well. And I compared that to Dakar, which is hovering around the 25s, 26, but quite humid as well. Yeah. So, yeah, nice nice dry um, conditions down there in Dunedin. Well, a lot of rain, but I just feel like the air oh, you yeah, know, totally. chills oh, you to the bone. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I think they, they like a little bit of moisture in the air. This is why you'd never send them to... To Auckland, but I do wonder. So, where is that? There's obviously a scale, right? So, when New Zealanders travel abroad and we play in heat, mm. we're terrible in heat. Yep. We've always been bad. Australians always send us first test to Perth. To Perth. Our bowlers break down and can't play any of the rest of the games when we play with the depleted bowling attack and Australia smash us. Yeah. Where is that for? Subcontinent teams. So, so where is the cold? What, what temperature is say? 35 for oh. us, which is really, really hot. Yeah. What is that in terms of cold for, say, a Bangladeshi team? I, I think they're going to get it in Dunedin because I saw that I think it might be, uh, oh, no, they're only in there for the one day there, and it's actually quite warm, isn't it, on the Sunday? Um, it's around the it's around the fit under 15, I think. Oh, you reckon 15 is like 35 to us? Yeah, uh, probably 10. Because you will get a 10. Every now and then when they used to put a test match down there, you'd get a tenner. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah <laughs> um, there was that one time when they were wearing beanies. Yes, yes, that's right. And and not regulation beanies because, of course, the Bangladeshi cricket team don't have a um, 
you know, an, a state issue beanie. No, nobody'd ever sold a beanie in Bangladesh in the history of Bangladesh. So they've got tea cosies on. Yeah, I reckon it's somewhere between 10 and 15 degrees is the real harsh climate for them. Okay, so that's our 35. So, okay, so anything yeah. going under under 15 is basically anything over 35. Yeah, yeah that makes right. sense. I think that's a, right about where it is. How do you think we're going to go against Bangladesh? Because obviously we've just played them in two tests. Uh, they won the first one, we won the second one on an unsatisfactory pitch. Yeah. Um, but I don't know how seriously we were taking those games. Um, do you think Bangladesh are a chance to beat us in Dunedin or no? I think they are, actually. I, I, I Look, I, I see they're paying $1.30 or something like that, the New Zealand team to win. New Zealand, are yeah. Yeah, and I think they're $3 something, the Bangladeshis. I mean, I think that's quite good. That's Those are quite good odds. Good yeah, you just don't you just don't know. They're, they're a niggly team. They get on top of you, and if they get a couple of early wickets and you're chasing a decent total, yeah. and then their spinners bowl well, we don't bat brilliantly against spin, not even in New Zealand conditions. No. So I just hope that we prepare some roads yeah. that um, that have a bit of pace and bounce, and I, they don't like a lot of bounce, the Bangladesh. Yeah. I don't want any sideways movement because that could go badly for us if we lose the toss. Yeah. But I think a little bit of pace and bounce, and I think we will, we should come out on top. I mean, we're a good side. Yeah, we are. Um, speaking of good sides, the Alternative Commentary Collective's roster, uh, how do you reckon our preparations are going as a commentary team heading into the summer? Do you think we're ready? Do you think we're primed to go? What preparations? Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. There have been very few. Um, this very afternoon, we're having our end-of-year Christmas party, yeah. the day before the cricket starts. A yard glass is not preparation for a the largest summer of cricket that the ACC has ever embarked on. Yeah. Because, of course, you've got Bangladesh, then we've got Pakistan. Yes. Then there's a couple of tests against South Africa, and then there's the T20s and the, and the tests against Australia. That's I mean, right. that is a huge summer. It's the biggest we've had in years. It is, and we're back on the radio. There's a lot of work that goes into a radio broadcast. You've got to describe the action. Yep. You can't just sit there in silence. No. TV, you can let the pictures do the work, but completely different thing when you're commentating cricket on the radio. So you reckon we're a bit underdone? Oh, I'd say we were 100% underdone, but that's probably where we're best. That's where we do our best work, I, I think, think. So, on yeah. the back foot and completely underdone. And you can listen to it live uh, this Sunday on iHeartRadio. I believe it might be on Radio Hodak as well, or is that just the T20s? I think the T20s I think are. it's the T20s. Um, so, yeah, first ODI is on Sunday. Uh, Jerry, enjoy your break, and um, we'll see you later on. Thanks, Manai. Always a pleasure. All right. The ACC's Daily Agenda Podcast, powered by Musashi.